Hello there. Thank you for downloading our message. It is our desire you grow in the mastery of the word and the power of the spirit as you listen. Be blessed. Lord, sent a prophet. Sent someone to them. But God did not send somebody. He came himself. Yeah, he came himself. That's, let them say me now. <laughs> God came, God came himself. This an, you know, Bible says in Hebrews 1 that God before now has spoken to us to prophets and all that. But in these days, He has chosen to reveal, to come by Himself, to speak to us through His Son. Hallelujah. That's why we're here today. That's why we do Christmas. That God came Himself. He didn't send somebody. He came to reveal Himself to man. To reveal Himself as man to man. So He didn't even come with all the glamour of heaven, He put on flesh. He put on flesh and came as a man. And it's pretty significant. If he came as an um, in angelic wear, you know, heavenly clothing, we would say all he did. Mm, God did it. Yeah, you know. But he came and took on, took on the form and shape of man. He was born of a virgin, born of a woman. So he came to look like you and I. In fact, at some point, we were like, we know this guy is a carpenter's child. So actually, really, we know him is a carpenter's child. So he didn't come looking different from you and I. He probably had pimples. Yeah. Yeah. No, he probably had pimples. No, he probably had pimples. He probably had mosquito bites. Why not this camera scope? Why not people? They, they look alike. <laughs> Amen. It was born in the manger. There are mosquitoes there. Mm-hmm. And there are flies there too. You know, God loves these guys. Sometimes, this was somebody actually. The biggest thing that happens to you, that happens to you they don't come looking like that. They come in eating vessels. Things that people normally despise. So maybe you already have your prayer answered, but it doesn't look like it. If it's you, grab it. Just Hallelujah. So, it's working now. It's not working, don't worry. I'll be fine. I'll do it without it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So God came in the flesh to reveal to us his, um, his image for man, what man should be. As I said, if he came looking like, like divinity, then it won't really connect with us. He came looking like us so that it actually connects, it makes sense. So when he spoke to the, to the, to the, to the storm and it calmed, say, what manner of God is this? They didn't say, what manner of God is this? They said, what manner of man is this? So it was a man function to have a man. Amen. John 1. Sorry, everywhere. John 1. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. The word is alive. John 1. Yeah. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. I like to say, and the word is God, because that's not changed. And the word is God. So, it was with God in the beginning. Go on now. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. So, this same God, the Word, that made all we see and all we are, came in the flesh. Some people say he was a prophet and all that, but as Christians, this is our foundational belief that God came in the flesh. So the word was God. The word is God. The word took on, right, right, it says, and the word became flesh and entered into the neighborhood. The word became flesh. The word became humankind and lived amongst us. That's the idea. So God came to look like you. Amen. God came to look like you. I'm building it up. He came to look like you. But first, everything is about the Son. Jesus. The Son is God. It's the Word. It's God. Everything is about the Son. Everything. It says, nothing was made that was made without Him. Everything. In Him we live and move. Everything is about the Son, Jesus. Everything. Is the meaning of creation. Is the meaning of Everything. Colossians 1. Everything is about the Son. It's why he says in John 14, it says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. It says, don't, don't need to pray to see the Father. You have seen me. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. If you know me, you have known the Father. It says, I and the Father, we are one. So if you have known me, you have known the Father. So everything is about Jesus, the Son. So when I see Jesus, I see God. When I know Jesus, I know God. So he says, I'm the way. The definite article. I am the way. I am the truth. And I'm the life. There is no other way to God except through me. So he says, everything, everything you want, you need, you think about in life, all life's meaning is in Christ. So it is why I believe. It is difficult to really know Christ and be depressed. I think it's really difficult to have the right image of who God is in Christ and be depressed. Because he's the meaning of life itself. So when you know when you, know you have him, it's hard to, to, to comprehend that reality and see God go about looking sad and gloomy. When you know who, who, who lives in you, that God as in God. You know how we can say uh, God, Jesus. No, he is God. Christians one says, it please, it please, Father, to make every, to make all of deity, all of divinity, to dwell in him bodily. So, he is the sum total of the God deity. So we don't say, 
God, Jesus. No, God himself in Christ lives in you. And you live in him. So how do you have this reality and go about looking gloomy, looking sad, looking... You, you, you don't know what God did for you in Christ. Colossians 1. Let's go down to 15. Yeah, about. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 15, yeah. It says, He is the image of God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him, all things were created. All things, all things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers authorities, all things were created by Him and for Him. So it's all about the Son, 17. For He is before all things. And in him all things hold together. In him all things hold together. He holds all things. He sustains all things. Hebrews 11. By the word of the Spirit, he holds is everything. Everything. He is everything. He sustains. He holds all things. 18. And is the head of the body. He is the head of the, the church. Is the beginning and the firstborn from among them, so that in everything, in what? In everything, it might have supremacy. That's how he came. In everything, it might have supremacy. Every, not, not just some things, in everything. It's Lord of all. So, now, Colossians 2. I think 9 and 10. Colossians 2. Yeah, 9 and 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ooh. Your word is alive. Your word is alive. Colossians 2. Your word is alive. 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 For in Christ, all the fullness, <laughs> all fullness of the deity, lives in bodily form. All of God in Christ lives in, in Christ bodily. Ten. And you have been given this same fullness in Christ. Who is the head over every power and authority? So, in Christ dwells all the fullness. And he gave you the fullness so that in you also will dwell all of God bodily. So, he didn't come to show off divinity, as in the Godhead. He came to show man what man in Christ is. So that if you are in Christ, in you also dwells God bodily. So in John 2, he told them it's the temple, right? So also, you're also called the temple of the Spirit. The same way Christ was called the temple of God. Even you also, you are called also the temple of the spirit. You are God's temple. You are God's house. So in you also, God dwells bodily. You are complete, lacking nothing in Christ. Wanting nothing, lacking nothing. You are complete, you are whole in Christ. So that whatever Christ did, he was showing you also what you will do in his name. So if Christ cast out devils, I also cast out devils. If Christ is the sick, I also is the sick. 
if Christ raises the dead, I also raise the dead. If demons saw Christ and they crossed the road, <laughs> when they see me also, they take cover. So, I'm not praying and begging God to deliver me from demons. <laughs> when they see me, they cross. Are you getting my point here? So, he didn't come to show off God. He came to show you what you will be in his name. So, it's why when I was living in Mark, Mark 16, his final, his final um, remark to them. He says, whoever believes, not some people, not pastors, whoever believes, whoever, in my name, would what? Cast out devils. Not beg. Not, not negotiate. Not fast about it. <laughs> we don't fast about it. We cast out devils. It's not, okay, well, I'd like to share your body. Go and fast and pray three days. No! I guess my point here. Christ never went to fast to cast out devils. Amen. In my name, they will heal the sick. In my name, they will raise the dead. That's the idea. And it says, the word, you know, they went out doing this, and he went with them, confirming this word with results following. Results to show it off. This is who you are. This is why Christ came. He didn't come to give us a fanciful Christmas Day, Christmas Day party. That's not why he came. The party is, I love the party, you know, but if all you see about Christmas is the bells, the clothes, the trees, then you have missed the essence. Christ came to make you sons of God. He came to make you live the way he lived. Right? He says, he that believes in him ought to walk as he walked. So, so the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, it says the first Adam was a living being, right? But the second Adam was a life-giving spirit. So not only living, he gives life. And it says, for six, for seven, it says we are after the order of the last Adam. So we are also life-giving spirits. So we are no Adam upgrade. Yeah. Amen. We are life-givers. So when you get into a room and there's somebody sick there, you change the odds. When they say, this person has three more days to live. <laughs> Come on. You change the odds. When they say, this is hopeless. <laughs> it is done as in guy is gone. But you step into the room. When you walk into the room, God just walked in. Whatever you step into, God stepped in there. You know why? It says in Romans 10. It says, who will say? Who will bring down God down? Abby? That is done. You're not bringing down anymore. Amen. But we, would we go out and speak the word and things. I says the word is ninety. So if you speak it, you will have it. This is why Christ came. So that the way He made the world with, with His words, the way He healed the sick with His words, the way He did everything with His words, the way He calmed down storms to the world. So also the word is ninety. So it's not about bringing Christ down to come and step into the room. When I'm in the room, Christ is there. So in, in me consists the Godhead bodily. This is who you are. So he didn't come to, enter, to entertain you with Christmas tree. <laughs> he came to give you life and to make you a life giver. Amen. Amen. So we need to have 
um, right understanding of who the man in Christ is. That's why he says his head over every not for himself, for the church, which is his body. So if he's the head, you know how the blood that flows in the head flows through the body, it's the same blood, not different blood. So whatever flows through Christ, flows in the head, flows in the body. The same DNA, same quality of life in the head is in the body. So whatever Christ is, I am also. Whatever Christ does, I do also. So when they say, what manner of man is this? They also say the same thing about me also. What manner of guy is this? That the winds, the sea, the storms, everything obeys him. It is not for Jesus Christ alone. It is for every man in Christ. They say, like, what manner of guy is this? How did he pull out a broken limb? How did they raise the dead? How? How was it dead four days? And this church guy just came and they prayed and the guy was out to the apple. That's the idea. But we need to actually see him because it's when we see this that we become like him. When we see him as he is. Amen. So we need to see him as he is. Then we can begin to become like him. Because we are already like him, but we become like him in our, in our reality, in our, in our, in our results. So why we say why, why Paul is praying for revelation in Ephesians 1 15 20? That is praying for revelation so that, we, so that we can know the hope we have been called to. That we can know the riches of the things available to us. Can, can we can know what the end for us on the cross? Because sometimes it looks like we don't know. So Paul is praying that we can actually get to know these things, Ephesians 1 15. That we may know these realities. Because what you don't know, you can't demand. For example, now I know there's cake, so I can demand for cake. But if I don't know there is cake, I can't demand and believe for cake because I don't know there is cake. So what you don't know is yours. You cannot operate in. What you don't know you can raise it. You cannot because you don't know you can raise it. You cannot. So the thing that is just start crying because you don't know there is hope in Christ raised the dead. But when you know that man in Christ can do what Christ did, you begin to have bigger, bigger realities. Big expectations. You need to demand more from your world. So when they are praying and they are praying and they are praying and they are praying and they are praying like, like devils are chasing them, you are laughing because it's funny to you. Every day, devils, every day, fall down, every day, die. Like, ah. Just, just speak one word. In fact, we don't speak when they see us, they cross. So if you have to chase devil every day, something wrong with your Christianity. If you're scared of devils, there's something terribly wrong. There's something terribly sick with your Christianity. They should see you and leave the building. When you now go, they can come back. That guy is here. That's the idea. Even before you talk, when you enter, they should know someone came in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to understand these things. Begin to crave the reality of God's word so you can make to know who you are. Five more minutes. Yes. No matter, I like doing one hour, one hour, 30, one hour, one hour 30 minutes. I'm on these days. I'm on fire. But today, today, 30 minutes. What is our life? Hallelujah. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in Lord Jesus Christ and your love, see, faith and love, and your love for the saints. So you see, I heard of your faith 
and your love. So faith works by love. So you see anywhere Paul wrote, you see faith, you see love. Almost next verse. Because faith works by love. They're together. Awesome. So without love, you don't have faith. So if you, are, if you, if you don't have a good love work, maybe I didn't born again. Maybe. Amen. Because faith shows up in your love. So if you are wicked, adulterous, um, fornicative, I'm quoting it though. <laughs> fornicative, liar. So your faith, your love is not shown. So maybe you don't have the faith at all. Because faith works by love. Yeah. Go on. 16. It says, I'm still praying for you. I give thanks for you in my prayers. 17. So he says, he's always praying for them this prayer. Always. To show how vital the prayer is. He's praying for them every time. 17. I keep asking. I don't stop. So it's not a one-time a one and forever prayer. He says, I keep asking that the God follow Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, says Father, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so, so that you may know him better. Look at this. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be what? Enlightened. In order that you might know the hope to which he has called. So he has called you into a hope that you must know. If you don't know it, you cannot live it. So you must know the hope to which he has called you. You must know the life you have in Christ. You must know what manner of man you are. That even the seas, the storms, everything should obey you. If you don't know it, you cannot do it. So he says that you may know the hope to which you have been called. He says the riches, not the poverty, not the management, not the brokenness, not the shagbabe. Amen. The riches. So he calls it the riches of his so, riches of his glorious inheritance. So, it's even glorious. It's not anyhow. It is glorious inheritance. It is glorious. So, there's, your destiny, there's glory. There's glory. There's, you, have destiny, you have a glorious destiny. You have glory. Your destiny. You are glorious. You're not ordinary. You're not mediocre. You're not cheap. You're not masses. You're not regular man. You know they say? We're the, we the master of the country. It's not you. we the... With the clinical clinical, it's not you. With the pop of the country, they didn't call your name there. And we are seen as they didn't call you there. They didn't call you there. So he said, You have riches of his gross inheritance in the saints. Now, saints there is not people that are well behaved. If you're a child of God, you are called a saint. By, by, you, know, you are called a saint. The Bible calls you a saint. You're a child of God, you are born again. You are called a saint without works you do. So it's about every one of us here. says, We have gross inheritance as saints. Please go on. See, look at this 19. And this incomparably great power for us who believe. Not for pastors. For us who believe. It says incomparably great. As in, you cannot compare it to anything else. It is incomparably, inexhaustibly great. The power available in the believer. The power is like the walking of mighty strength. 20. Which is in Christ. Which is called from the dead and put my right in different places. So, this same power that, make them, that, that brought up Christ from the dead, that same power is available in you. That same power. Now, this power didn't only raise from the dead. That power puts him at God's right hand. You know what that means? Authority. For example, I gave an example before. When a policeman says stop, that's authority, right? He's saying it because he has power backed up by the law. So, if you don't stop, you can be jailed. So for every authority, there's power backing it up. 
for every authority, there's a power backup. The power gives right to authority. By the power, there can be no authority. Get my point here. Am I, am I communicating? Look at this. So, this power is what gave him authority. The power that's available to you is what makes him God. Amen. The power available for you as a believer is what makes him as right hand authority. The same power that makes him God is available to you. The same, not the same one, the same power that makes Christ be at God's right hand is available to the believer. This is who you are. 21. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Okay, I think there's somebody here. Why are you 21? Um, stand up. Just take your, your message. Um, there's, there's a fear of condemnation. You know that God forgives, but you feel, not me, I've, I've, I've done this thing too many times. A fear of hell and condemnation. God says he's not condemning you. Amen. If it's you, please see me after service. Okay. 21. Ah, Bolu, where did you go to? The word is alive. See, far above, this power puts him up. Far above all authority, all rule, all power and dominion. And every title <laughs> that can be given. Not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. Please go on. And God, look at this, placed him, placed all things under his feet. What? All. All things under his feet. And made him to be head over everything. For what? The church. So that wherever Christ is Lord, the church is Lord there. I don't get my point. He made to be head over all things for the church. So that whatever he has belongs to the church. It's for the church. So that his lordship is also the lordship of the man in Christ. When we say Jesus Christ is lord, it is that same lordship that the man in Christ exercises. So that whatever answers to, to Christ, answers to you in his name. So the more I know his lordship, the more I know my lordship. The more I know his lordship, the more I know my lordship. Because why? As he is, so am I in this world. So whatever he bosses, I also boss. Whatever answers to him also answers to me. Because I am in Christ. If you have to six, this you see that us in Christ. We are still in Him, not not outside Him. We are in Him. So whatever answers to Him, answers to us. Ephesians two six says, "And God raised us up with Christ." Look at this. So that whatever, whatever Christ is, we also are. It says, "And set us with Him in the every place in Christ Jesus." So we are also set with Him at God's right hand, authority, dominion, rulership. That is why Christ came. To make sons of men become sons of God. This is who you are. Someone will say, just Christ is the son of God. is God. So you also, you are sons and daughters of God. You are God on the earth. It says, and they shall reign on the earth. So you reign on the earth. 
Not heaven, no. We all reign there. You reign on the earth. This is your, this is your, this is your dominion. This is your, it's your terrain. It's your place of influence, your dominion. This is where you reign. When you speak, things happen. This is who you are. So, you go out knowing that things answer to you. We don't beg devils. They see us and run. They don't run, cast them out. But if we try to run first, that's the idea. This is who you are. This is who you are. I give you praise, Jesus. I thank you. Eyes closed quickly. Thank you for listening to this message. We are very sure you're edified. If you would love to partner with our ministry in giving, please visit our website at www.thisgreenchurch.org and click on the giving link. God bless you.